The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves, or they were pushed out by outside forces, like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. You know, uh, women that know their roles and the high-quality males they will achieve if mm-hmm. they understand their roles in society. That's right. <laughs> Let's just make a hard turn into that. Let's make a hard turn into being those dudes. Oh, God. <laughs> Imagine being one of those turds. Uh, that's We strayed from tradition, and that's why uh, society is crumbling, because we strayed from traditional gender roles. Anyway, I host a podcast that was never a thing even 20 years ago, <laughs> but let's talk about what we should be in this world going forward. Oh, boy. Women should abstain from all electronic communication. Uh, please subscribe to my Patreon for more uh, information on how to uh, achieve a traditional relationship. Uh, what's up, buddy? Oh, man. Just uh, sitting around enjoying this uh, Pacific Northwest esque weather yeah it's uh, I, raining, I, raining in la it's, today boy i wish oh my 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 sympathies buddy it's a novelty I, I like it i'm still doing crocs outside and i'm just like i just i have rainwater stuff on my feet because i was doing errands which i have to apologize dave i abused your leniency i'm oh, like yeah one, right. one o'clock's good and then i'm like well probably one thirty, and then i'm at the gym at like one twenty five, like I should be good by one forty five. Knowing I still was gonna go grocery shopping and I thought I drank a pot of coffee already and I went to the gym, like I can absolutely traverse a whole grocery store mm-hmm. in twenty minutes that I'm not even at yet. You're uh you got a little ahead of yourself. It happens. If I literally I was... had anything going on, I might be annoyed, but uh I'm just sitting around. I know, but still, man, I, uh, I I'm apologizing to you. I apologized off air and on air. That's all right. Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. That's uh, I've learned that uh, there is a thing. Like I'm always late to stuff, mm-hmm. and I've learned that there is like psychological reasons for that. It's well, like a, well, it's like a, it's like a power thing. Oh, so you're when, late on purpose? Well, whether I realize it or not, well, it could be. Uh-huh. I never think I'm doing it intentionally, but there's this real, uh, like, I'll show you who's the boss by showing up when I want to show up. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother level of dickhead right there. Yeah. I don't think I'm doing it on purpose, but there's there's so many times. If I know I can leave for something and be mm-hmm. on time, I will do something mm-hmm. instead. Hmm. Instead of knowing I'll get somewhere five minutes early, I'll do something at home that'll take ten minutes and then be five minutes late. Not because I'm like, fuck those guys, but just because, mm-hmm. like, I could squeeze this in. Oh, okay. Like today. Just like today. Yeah. I was that's up all- at 8.30. <laughs> yeah, that's always <laughs> been one of my pet peeves. And, and not, you know, not uh, harping on today's example. But um, I don't know where I learned. Early on, I just learned, like, the concept of, like, time is our most precious resource 
And I think as I get older, I, yeah. I adhere to it even more. Like the the clock is literally ticking on all our lives. And yeah. when I when I used to be a manager in radio, I used to tell people like, "Look, it's literally the easiest part of your day. It's the easiest part of your day, and part of your job is just showing up on time. Just don't waste pe- don't waste people's time." You know. And for me, it's the hard. And for me, it's the <laughs> hardest part of my day. <laughs> I've never been on time to anything. I remember. I'm not going to name names, but there's like I. Uh, for a very brief period, I was like... <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to describe a person so specifically <laughs> that everybody will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I ran sound and security at the old god-awful funny farm years ago uh, while I was a comic. It was just like a little side gig. And, mm. you know, I was like, hey, the show starts at this time. Show up before that time. Now... I try to show up, depending, you know, I get as a headliner, the show starts at 7, you're not really going on until 7.30, 7.45, but like on a showcase show, where you don't even know the order, you don't even know when you're up, like show up, the very minimum, show up before the show starts, preferably 15, 20, 30 minutes beforehand, just so we know you're there and we don't have to question who's coming, who's going to no-show, but uh, just this one comic who... uh, whose ego is, uh, let's just say, supersedes their talent, uh, showed up like fi- 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. after oh, you the mean show 90% started. of comedians? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, sorry. And they were like, what? I'm like, yeah, show up on time. We had to rearrange shit because we didn't know if you were coming or not. And man, uh, she got super pissed off, and I could not care less. So, <laughs> Not that I enjoy being the gatekeeper, but it's like, come on, like, now, you know, yeah. if you want to text, if you want to, hey, I'm... Now, that being said, within comedy circles, if you're doing other spots, I get that. Hey, I got a 7 o'clock spot here and a 7.30 spot there. I might be a little late. Communicate. That's yeah. fine. But just a no-call, no-show, and you just roll in like everything's cool, like, guess what? You're sitting this one out. That's Yeah, I, I at least try to, like, oh, hey, I'm running late because I am always running late, but try to, like, let people know. Or I'm just like, hey, when am I on the line? Like, there is a courtesy in being like, oh, especially in L.A. or like a showcase town where, mm-hmm. oh, you're on, you're on at uh, eight thirteen. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. Yeah, don't roll but in I, at I'm eight de- twelve. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely the person that needs to be lied to about when things start. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I, I'm not like proud of it. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know what it is where I'm like, if I leave now. For whatever I have to do, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You should probably stop and clean your windshield at the car at the gas station. <laughs> like, why? What the fuck? It's it's a problem. I get I know that it's a problem. I get that if it's something you really don't want to do. But in terms of like routine stuff, it's like, come on. If there's a time I have to be, if I have to be on time for anything, it's mm-hmm. something I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Being on time makes me not want to do it. My I my thrill is treating airports like I'm on a private jet and figuring out how I can <laughs> get there with the least amount of time. Like I've get I've got it down, which knock on wood. But this Portland airport, it's like mm-hmm. Burbank. I got it down to where I don't even have to take a seat. 
Oh, wow. I, go, I park my car, walk through everything, walk right up to the gate, and boom, oh. I'm walking on the plane. That scares the shit out of me. There's no way I can cut it that close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that drives me nuts. I do it every time. And then if I get there and the parking lot's full, I'm like, well, this is the, I fucked myself. I ha- blew it. How many flights have you missed because of that? I've, I have not missed. I missed wow. one flight years ago. Not for a gig. It was like an AM flight going to a... Going back to Chicago for Christmas, like years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, I, I don't think I was even traveling for comedy yet. So I just wildly underestimated how busy the airport would be. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I saw my friend Jeff. So I got bumped to the next flight. And I got the same flight as my friend Jeff. And it was funny because we were just decided to get shit hammered. <laughs> and with and this girl like spilled her drink. through. I somehow spilled under her seat onto my friend's dog that was under the seat. <laughs> it was just this chaos that we just basically had holiday drinks on the three-hour flight back to Chicago, and so know. it was still it was still a pretty good time. <laughs> oh, have, well, have that, you ever missed a flight? Uh, yeah, I told you the story about how I popped way too many edibles, and I was there an hour and a half before boarding, and I'm just at the gate. <laughs> I'm just right there. And I popped an edible and put on my headphones, and two hours later, I'm like, man, this flight must be late. And the lady's like, uh, yeah, we called your name. We boarded. They're, they're in flight. They're gone. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Good move, Dave. They, I was just talking to somebody this weekend who did the same thing, so don't feel bad. And she was talking to somebody. He's like, she's like, where are you? He's like, I'm at the airport. <laughs> she's like, I'm at the airport. She's like, yeah, we're here to pick you up. She's like, no, I haven't left yet. And they're like, your plane landed. <laughs> she's like, oh, wow. And then I guess the gate agent was like, I was about to say something to you, but you look like you're just having a good time watching oh. the airplanes come and go. <laughs> yeah, I felt like a real turd on that one. Just Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a doozy. It probably even watched everybody board and get up, you know? Just like, huh. Yeah. Just didn't register that that possibly Wonder where could they're be my going. Point. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to the same city I'm going to. Oh, man. Maybe I'll see you there. Jeez. <laughs> Atlanta, cool town. Have fun. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. When was yeah. this? It was probably four or five years ago, and it was a layover, okay. too. It was in Minnesota or uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, and, that's a uh, yeah, and I, I think the next flight was like six hours, and I just sat. You know, I was like, "All right, I'll go eat Chipotle for six hours, and try not to fucking make this same how, mistake." How much? Again. How much Chipotle does Dave eat <laughs> in six hours? So something tells me you're just t- you weren't taking like little nibbles off one burrito. Yeah, <laughs> I probably had my usual. I get the bowl, and then I get the chips and the guac. And, Dave uh, swam an oh, English man. Channel's worth of queso dip. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude speaking of which he gave him a hundred bucks to just let him run rampant behind the counter <laughs> it, it was like it was like one of those smash rooms <laughs> how much to make my own can i let me do a smash room but it's you get to pay a certain amount and they just let you loose in the kitchen of your favorite restaurant oh man dude that reminds me um all right this is a fat move right here but you know how like mm-hmm. Maybe you ever sit around and you and you 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 think about old encounters 
you know, whether it be a one-night stand or what have you. You know, that's a common you. thing. Sure, sure. You know, you just, hey, I wonder, boy, how about that? Reminiscing I, uh, is what it's called if you're fond of it. Yeah, yeah, reminiscing. Regret is what it's called if you're not <laughs> fond of it. Yeah, I guess there's two different <laughs> angles. I, uh, I find myself reminiscing about uh, past food encounters. Why and, wouldn't you, uh, though? Oh, my God, dude. I forgot to mention this last week. Or, uh, let's see. No, okay, yeah. We haven't had a regular episode since this happened. Uh, I forgot to mention it to you on the uh, the bonus. But uh, mm-hmm. st- on the way home from tour, uh, you know, we drove cross-country and back. And uh, we drove through uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay. Which is known to have some of the finest Mexican food in all of We'll say America. I'm not going to say North America because that'd be insulting to no. the fine cuisine fine, of Mexico. Finest New Mexican yeah, food. Yeah. yeah, finest New Mexican cuisine. Uh, because they're not far from Hatch. I guess it's the city or the town is called Hatch, uh, New Mexico, where the Hatch chilies are grown. For the peppers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Hatch chili peppers, some of the finest. Uh, by the way, I, I got to hold of some the the season came and went i think it's uh, late august all the way through september but anyway stopped at this place in las cruces new mexico called uh andale andale mexican restaurant and had just an insane meal but the star of the show was finally i found like an authentic style mexican restaurant that had white queso mm-hmm. and not only did they have white queso they had roasted hatch chilies incorporated in big chunks like okay post like bigger than a postage stamp not the little fine dice but like a rough chop rough chop of roasted you saying big chunks with such enthusiasm oh dude this white queso with the big chunks of roasted hatch chilies Oh man, I just I I caught myself more than once this week just sitting around like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what she's up to. <laughs> oh, that was She'll come back around. That's how I always uh, that's how I always describe the McRib Ugh. as like an absolutely toxic fling that you had. And you're like, no, I'm glad. You know, I did that, but I'm glad she's gone. And then she's back in town. You're like, ah, maybe she changed. And then you just shit your pants. Ugh. No. <laughs> fucking McRib. But this is the best fucking queso I've ever had. And oh, homemade tortilla chips. You know, you can tell they made Ooh, them right there. Not white out of a bag. queso with some McRib crumbled into it, Dave. Big chunks. Big chunks of McRib. Okay. All right. I, okay. I'll let. I don't mind that. <laughs> I'm just not eating it in its original intended form. <laughs> I mean, if there's I no wanna... chorizo around, maybe. <laughs> but this is the best fucking queso I've ever had, dude. Like, I could have eaten a gallon of that. I mean, mm. and I, yeah. yeah, that's, I worry about myself sometimes. Like, why are you thinking about food, you fat piece of shit? Go do because, something. Because, man, it's, I think about sleep. I do the same thing <laughs> about sleep. I, 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 I had, like... I had an airplane nap yesterday coming back from, I was in Kansas City. Good shows. Kansas City Improv. I've been knocking these big box clubs, but I had a good time. Dante Powell and Aaron Scarborough opened for me. Knocked it out of the park, man. I I get so excited, like, working with people that, you know, I knew Dante. I worked with him before, so he was featuring, and I didn't know Aaron. And they were just, 
Watching somebody do like a regular set as an MC, I know I'm like deviating from what we're talking about, but like Correct. somebody like goes up first, mm-hmm. but still does like a 10 minute. Just a good stand-up set. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I, I never understood why you wouldn't do that. I mean, I understand you got to do a little bit of announcements or crowd work up front just to kind of ease into it. But I, even when I was an MC, I always tried to yeah. have a good. But set. there's, yeah, there is a there's a skill to doing it, and he was he was great, and Dante was was hilarious. I'd work with him. It was a, it was a good weekend. Not I shouldn't act like oh I was surprised. It's a comedy club, but you know I've been doing comedy clubs this whole year. Some of mm-hmm. them I'll be back to. Some of them maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no fault. You know, I just, I, some, well, it's just like I, 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 I like to tour different ways. This year was comedy clubs, I hear but you, this man. was a real good time. Kansas good. City Improv. Thanks everybody for came out. Sorry to the lady that I yelled at, but you interrupted the show. Sorry to the other guy that was doing weird long drunk whistles. Had to shut it down, buddy. Oh man, nobody like nobody likes that kind of whistle. I'm glad. Oh. Appreciate your enthusiasm. Nobody just likes laugh. the laugh. You can make those or, noises. A, a hoot, a hoot, a holler, even a quick whistle, a yeah. yeehaw. But these were like 20-second long oh, rodeo God. whistles. And I'm like, somebody's going to club you over the head with a with a blue drink. <laughs> anyway, so I slept. So I had one a little five milligram. I think it's like three to one CBD to THC edible. Mm-hmm. But it was an up all, all night flight, Kansas City, Minneapolis. And then I got on this Minneapolis flight. I was already kind of giggly even. Like, oh, man, you got high when you thought you weren't going to get high. Mm-hmm. And I had the th- I woke up maybe a half hour till we landed, and it was the kind of sleep where I had to apologize to the people sitting next to me because I'm like oh, I man. don't know I might have been snoring I might have yeah. been saying shit I might have had a weird boner I don't even know. <laughs> I'm you ever so do envious. that? I'm so. Do you ever fall of, of weird boners? Uh, you ever fall asleep and have like a fucking rocking boner and then you're on a plane you're like oh my god. Oh my God! Yeah, I think I've I think I've done that a time or two. Like, this uh, has just been pushing my tray table up for the last <laughs> half hour. I had no idea. This one this one almost spilt my ginger ale. Oh. <laughs> I almost knocked over my tomato juice. <laughs> oh my God! I'm so Bisc off cookie people. crumbs everywhere. I wish I could sleep on a plane. I I'm not doing the bit. I have a bit about it, but it's true. Like I. I whimper when I start to sleep, and it's just too embarrassing in public to just moan and whimper like a fucking creep. (laughs) Oh, speaking of creep, here's this. I was at the gym today because I do that now. Mm -hmm. I did some of the up. I did some of the up and downs, a few side to sides. Okay, a couple, a couple sit and spins, and Uh uh, so. (laughs) But I'm in the locker room. A couple slip and and slides. Yeah, it's like a locker room. For, it's like 18 and up. You know, it's it's a locker room, gym mm-hmm. locker room. Or maybe, I think it's 18 and up. I know the sauna and hot tub part is. I've never noticed any age limit signs in locker rooms. Is it weird to have like a small child in a locker room? I think so, yeah. Because you, inevitably you're going to see some nudity. And a little kid doesn't I, need to be seeing a bunch of old Russian balls. Yeah. I don't know what the etiquette is on that because, like, rarely, like, at first, when I first started going, I was fully nude guy because I was kind of like, hell yeah, man, mm-hmm. let's, let's, this rocks. Let your, <laughs> let your Jenny see the world, you know? <laughs> uh, but the, <laughs> not even a pervy way. It's like, there's like, there's something exhilarating about this, this sounds criminal. Mm hmm. 
But, you know, I think I've talked about it before. You've just been naked in a place you're not supposed to be naked. Not that you want somebody to see you. It's just mm-hmm. the idea of being nude, like, in a field at night or something. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. It's awesome. And so, but it's just like, I'm not trying to creep anybody out. It's like, yeah, let's, I got out of the shower. I'm changing. I'm nude. I'm not going to be quick. This isn't junior high. I'm not going to be quick to cover myself. Like, ooh, dee, dee, dee. Mm-hmm. It's like, fine. It's fucking gym locker room. Whatever. But then in the next row of lockers over, I hear this guy, like, he either he was talking to his kid or he was talking to his dick because he was like, <laughs> hey, buddy, how are we doing, little guy? Like, he like I, I didn't hear a kid saying anything. So oh, it, was, it was child, service dog, or his own Jennies. Mm. But like, all right, buddy, you ready to get out there? Like, I don't want this to be either of those three things. Yeah, that. Yeah, regardless, that's it's all creepy. But doing? then I'm like, if it's your kid in here, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. No, that's no good. I still have but PTSD I, from all the LA fitness showers when I was living in a van. Mm-hmm. Just Hollywood Boulevard, LA fitness. Hey, I think they gave a discount to elderly Russian dudes because it was just <laughs> a sea of old Russian balls. And they all would stand around naked and blow dry their entire body with a hair dryer. Just guys cramming a fucking hair dryer up his butt. Just, hey, let me get all this. Like 10, like 20 that, minutes. Though, man. Just power just, move. Oh, man. You never did that? You never did that with the air conditioner in a hotel room? No, I don't think I've tried that. That's not a bad idea, though. You get a okay. taste of that. You're going to be back at that LA Fitness in no time. But yeah, every you're, day. You're going to learn. You're gonna learn. You're gonna learn how to ask to borrow a hair dryer in Russian. Oh my god! Yeah, it was rough. Just, just a gauntlet of old scrotums. But yeah, the good old days. You ever sit around and reminisce? <laughs> reminisce about old balls, <laughs> old balls, and tasty foods. What are you doing at the gym? What kind of uh, workout are you pumping out? I just told you up and down, side to sides. I don't know what that means. I did the exercise bike and then whatever kind of medieval uh, uh, pulley, lever and pulley systems they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I grab onto a thing and I, I, I love probably do it. Yeah, I'm probably doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. They got that, that rope, uh, the rope climb, but you just sit there with the rope in front of you. I don't think I know that one. You know, it's like a perpetual rope loop. Huh. And you just pull down on this rope that's in front of you. Okay. And it's a it's a son of a bitch. You think, yeah. oh, that's not that big of a deal. And then uh, lit up my triceps, I believe, are those. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Tries, buys, chest, pedaled, then steamed it all out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and steamed steamed my Brussels. Do uh do they let you have your own locker? Like, can you can you bring in a, a padlock and just use the same locker, or do you got to clear out every day? You got to clear out. You could rent one if you wanted to, but I just have a backpack. I'm not trying to, like, I don't need stuff over there. Yeah. I mean, I got into a dispute with LA Fitness over that concept. It's like, I'm here every day. <laughs> it's my, like, they would just, like, three times in a row, and I thought someone, like, broke into my locker and stole my shit and i went to complain and they're like yeah that was us you can't keep it there overnight i'm like oh even though i'm here every day and there's way more lockers than there are members 
Like now, like all right. I think the LA fitness probably has a problem with people living there. Yeah. It was so funny when I used to go in. Not I would, like your situation. Yeah, exactly. I'd work out about three or four days a week, but I was there seven days a week. And it was so funny. Like when I would go in, like sign in, you know, check in with your little key card thing. And then I, you know, to the left is the is the gym and to the right's the locker room. And I would just go in, take a hard right to the rocker, locker room, handle my business. Ten minutes later, just come out. They're just looking at me like, what, you're not going to work out? I was like, see you tomorrow. No, I'm just, what do you care? I'm paying my dues. What do you care if I just come in here and take a shit? I've thought about doing that at, not to take a shit. I can, I, I have a home for that. Mm-hmm. But if I, I feel weird if I just go there to use just like the sauna. And I don't know why. No, I wouldn't feel weird about that. Get in there. Yes, I, I mean they got hot tub, they got pool, they they got all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, switching gears real quick. I got a new mission. A new. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got missions. The right. You got, word. You got orders. We got a orders came in from the top. There's a sexual predator on the loose in my neighborhood, and that will not be tolerated. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not... I'm on the. I've been I've been putting in some I'm recon. Not... Some stakeouts. <laughs> that will not be tolerated. Not on my, not on my neighborhood. <laughs> what? This motherfucker. Uh, okay, what's... Uh, There's this douchebag going around luring women into his car, and apparently like he's raped or assaulted three or four women in the past week. And this... Here's the beauty of it. Uh, they what outfit a, are you putting on to go undercover? Yeah. This dude's got a big. He's got one of those haircuts where he's got a he's got an M carved into the side of his head, so he shouldn't be that hard to find. So oh, been, uh, that that notable, huh? Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just some some dickhead like luring women into his car, and uh, it happened like three or four times in a week. There's all really? kinds of crazy shit going on around here, man. There's people getting robbed every day, like jewel, people getting robbed from the jewelry out on the street. But yeah, I'm gonna find this fucker. So I I went and uh, I may or may not have done a little recon yesterday, just kind of hanging out. Of course, then I look like a creep, you know. Now what, I mean, the Hawaiian shirts can serve as camouflage Mm -hmm. with the foliage of your neighborhood. That's true. At least in spring and summertime. I don't know if it's yeah. getting a little thinner on the trees, but I could see Daiquiri Dave just full predator blending into somebody's <laughs> well-maintained landscaping in their front yard. No, nah, for this mission, I went back to my old I'm making fun. Wardrobe. I'm glad you're yeah. doing what you're doing, but I'm mm-hmm. also making fun of No, I went back to my – I had to put on my camo and my uh, my black Carhartt shirt for this. Just in case. This is like this is like Commando, where he's mm-hmm. got to go into all his old stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to recruit like, me back. Like, one last <laughs> mission. I'm not, I don't live that life anymore. <laughs> Them coming to you, and you're just high as shit in a Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> flip flops on. Oh my god, <clears throat> Dave, we need to reenlist you. I don't do that. Well, may, may God have mercy on the soul of whoever uh, poor fucker's doing this if you get your hands on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the lookout for him. So with that and uh, also... You know what kind of car? 
Uh, oh yeah, got a car description. It's, uh, put it out, people. People yeah. listen in L.A. Put it out there What's in the Hollywood and West Hollywood. We're looking for a late model uh, Nissan or Toyota sedan, uh, dark gray or maybe dark blue with a spoiler. And um, you know, I always feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes you gotta. The details are the details. We're looking for a, a Latino male, about thirty years old, five nine, about one hundred sixty pounds. With one of those silly haircuts where, like, he's got a whole bunch of hair, like, pushed to the side, but, like, up around the part and the sides, it's completely shaved. And he's got an M shaved in to the uh, right side of his head. So, surely he's... Yeah, yeah. Surely, uh, I would imagine he's probably uh, altered that, uh, or you would think, but uh, I'm still just eyeballing a lot of dudes' haircuts in the neighborhood. Yeah. So. Well... Look out, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, that kind of leads me into my next uh, quick topic. Um, what is, I guess today is midterms, you know, as this comes out. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> guess who's running for city council in West Hollywood? Uh, oh, cool. Ben Savage of Boy Meets World fame. Really? Yeah. So I think I'm going to vote for him regardless of his policies, just because he's a familiar face. I never watched that show. I was more into well, his brother. Well, that's what got Trump was, into office. What's, that's uh, true. What's Ben Savage's platform? I would yeah, like I to got, know. I got to look into it. But yeah, I got to do all my research tonight because oh, it's it's so much to keep up with. <laughs> vote. I don't know who I, any of these honestly, candidates are. I, 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 you know, you get your little black and white voter guide. Mm-hmm. And that's been what I've relied on for good or bad. I feel like that's the unbiased. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's here's the here's the actual uh, bills and the the wording, the legalese of it, and here's how it's broken down. And mm-hmm. then they have arguments of people that are for and against it and why. And yeah. that's been the like get rid of all the bullshit everybody's saying and just go at that at face value. Uh, like we had, the, there's a big like gun control proposition here in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And get, listen, everybody, listeners, we are listen, we are average citizens. All right. Uh, if you didn't know that already. Mm-hmm. Very. And my my one buddy <clears throat> who is incredibly pro gun, that does live here, but he's like, you know, this this law is going to pass, and he sent me like a Fox News article. I'm like, dude. Don't I'm like I'm not I don't look at Fox News same way I don't send you Huffington Post articles. He's like mm-hmm. I get it. It's but I also will say for this having a, a friend like one of my best friends from childhood who is uh you know right leaning on almost all issues <clears throat> but knowing that we're friends and we can have a conversation without mm-hmm. hating each other. Yeah. Like I forgot how valuable that is when you mm-hmm. just get shit from the internet and then sit at home being pissed off. Yeah. Instead of talking to somebody that you know in person and finding mm-hmm. out why they think. But he's so he's pro gun and like this thing is like, oh, it's going to make it harder for anybody to get guns uh, and whatever. Like, yeah, more gun control. <clears throat> That's I I by default. I'm like, yeah, more gun control. Right. Even as having a fire a firearm owner myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I'm reading this thing and oh, here's where somebody points out what the uh, somebody who's pro gun or like and like pro gun control but like here's why this measure is bad is because now everything instead of being registered just like with federal agencies now it's local sheriffs hmm. it's the sheriffs it's the police department that gets to control who gets to have or not have firearms hmm. and i really don't think cops are incredibly fair about how they 
uh, discern between different groups of people and different affiliations. And they're going to be in charge of who gets to have guns and keep a registry of who has guns legally. The fucking cops in Oregon that were just kidnapping people off the streets during yeah. protests and everything. It's like, yo, fuck that. So guess what? I voted I voted no on that because I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, I don't want cops having any more power over anybody. Mm-hmm. That like I don't think that makes it safer. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the side that the sheriff's department and the police unions agree with get to have all the guns. And anybody else who happens to not be on that side of thing, oh well, we found this reason for you to not have a gun. We found this reason for you not to have a gun. I'm like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. So yeah. my friend reached out to point it out to me. I'm like, I'm not going to read a Fox News article, but it did cause me to read in my little gray voter guide. And it made more sense to me reading through that. So yeah. I would implore you to definitely take that and go over the issues through that thing. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should. Did I ever tell you I almost got arrested for selling a gun years ago? Um, it, was oh, r- <laughs> it was right Dave. after... <laughs> It was right after his, <laughs> it was like two months after um, my sentencing, put it that way. I'm sorry. I, uh, not to rehash that whole, but if you, you know, if you know my backstory with my law enforcement career, uh, it did not end well. So I and, better go into gun running. And, uh, like, a few months before that went down, my uh, my grandfather passed, and he left me um, just some old shotgun. And part of my uh, the conditions of my sentence <laughs> were that I was no longer uh, legally allowed to own or carry uh, any type of firearm. So I was like, all right, well, I better, better get rid of this shotgun. And I sold it at a uh, pawn shop in uh, Canton, Georgia. And about mm-hmm. two weeks later, uh, three deputies knocked on my door, three sheriff's deputies. And, uh, they, you know, they were like, uh, hey, you know, they had my uh, little sales form and all this. They're like, is this you? Is this your signature? Did you sell the shotgun yeah. to such and such pawn shop? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, you know, you're not supposed to. I was like, well, I understand what you're saying, but I'm also not supposed to own it. Yeah. What, was I supposed to throw it in the trash can? Like yeah, I was like, what smelt it down? Yeah, I was like, what do you? What would you have recommended I I did? You know, I I was like, I did that. Yes, I did that for the sole purpose of no longer owning it. I was complying. uh, Yeah, term you like you like to use so much. Yeah, exactly. And I thought I was complying, but uh, man, I we talked for like an hour. Like I talked them out of it, but like they came there to arrest me. And I was like, yeah, I was like, fellas, like, you know, I'm trying to do the right thing here. What was I supposed to do? Just leave it in the park? Just throw it on the sidewalk? Yeah. And I I forgot what their answer was of what the right thing to do. I was like, well, you know, I can't just give it to someone else to sell or whatever. But uh, finally, I kind of talked him out of it. And they they used uh, as a rare example of a police officer using discretion. Oh, yeah. And yeah. actually seeing that uh, mm-hmm. maybe the actual written word of the law will just confuse things in this mm-hmm. manner. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they, uh, I, you know, after talking to them for like an hour, they they, they came there with the intention of uh, of hooking me up. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. But, uh, yeah, so don't, don't well, sell a shotgun to a pawn shop after you've been 
convicted <laughs> of a felony. That's... Maybe we shouldn't tell people that you're just out prowling the streets looking, <laughs> going full Punisher mode either. Maybe we should keep that one a secret, you know? <clears throat> Might have to take more of a Batman type of stance with this thing, Dave. Yeah, yeah probably need to lay low. Oh, man. If you're just tuning in, uh, we've omitted a half hour of this episode. <laughs> Oh, uh, what else is going? Oh, something else I want to talk to you about real quick. Changing gears. Uh, we're talking at the top of the show about uh, tardiness. This is a new thing that we've all probably dealt with. Talk about like new problems, new issues. Um, but with technology and, and phones and everything, um, the concept of ghosting. Of ghosting. Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not opposed to ghosting dickheads mm-hmm. or people that uh, might cause you. You know. Might cause mm-hmm. trouble in your life. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, <laughs> setting up boundaries and telling dickheads to piss off. Um, boundaries are important in the world. But I got a good buddy who just ghosts me all the time. Now I also understand the concept. Just because everybody has a cell phone, you know, we're not all on call. We're not first responders with a pager. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get that. You know, and and. I try to create boundaries between me and my phone. I think we've talked about in the past of like one simple thing you could do is not sleep in the same room. You know, I don't. I need to be better about that so bad. And I don't know if there's, if that's a psychological thing or if there's actual science behind it, but I do feel like I get better sleep when my phone's not even in the bedroom. Yes. Um, So I get that. I get, hey man, just because we've all got a cell phone doesn't mean I have to respond you know, within 30 seconds of any time someone calls or texts me. But I got this good buddy, and just, you know, and it's hard to maintain, I don't know, I'm sure you deal with this, but, like, even though I'm contradicting myself because it's all via phone or whatever, but it does, psychologically, it feels harder to maintain friendships that are, that live great distances from you. You know, the buddies yeah. I have here in town, I can, you know, I can meet up with them and go do this or go do that. But I've got a lot of other buddies that live in other parts of the country that maybe I physically don't see, but once every year or once every two or three years, some of them. Um, but there's still this particular person still in my inner circle of friends. You know, I'm a big proponent of keeping your circle small. Um, you know, I've got tons of acquaintances, but I got a very small yeah. list of like good pals, good friends. And he's on that list. And I just feel like every time I try to initiate or reach out or do whatever, like sometimes there's like a full week between responses. And now I don't mind if something is time sensitive, I don't mind calling somebody out on that cuz I deal with that yeah. a lot with this whole DIY try to book your shit, you know, like hey dude, yeah. sent you an email 3 days ago, I got other offers on the <clears> table, <throat> you know, I don't mind yeah, calling throw a people ASAP out on, that. on there, sure. Mhm. But I when it's just chit-chat or checking in, I don't I feel like that might be a little aggressive. So I haven't brought mm-hmm. it up yet, but like this dude will literally go a week or 10 days in between responses, and it's just like, all right, man, what, what's the psychology behind that of just seeing a text from somebody who, to my knowledge, that we're good friends and just being like, nope. If, if only to just be devil's advocate for this, some people might not use a phone. I have a buddy who does not use a phone the way we all use one daily. Mm-hmm. 
Like they're just not about, they're just living their life. The people they communicate with or the people they see day to day, uh, you know? And so texts become like, it's, it's treated like a piece of actual mail. Mm-hmm. I go, I'll return this when I get to it. Mm-hmm. I also, and I will also say, and I know being devil's advocate is such a, chotch thing to do but i am doing it right now <laughs> what's your bit oh you know what this conversation needs a dickhead <laughs> yeah oh uh, go yeah I, I hope you enjoy uh going to bed knowing that you're an uh unlovable contrarian uh uh no but i just for the point of like let me defend like people that may like i am bad with text just because of traveling and moving around and when mm-hmm. you're trying to do something with your phone with a thousand other things like, <clears throat> oh, this is where my boarding pass is. This is where the directions to the place I need to be at are. Here's my mm-hmm. notes for comedy. Here's all this other shit on this device. And if a text just comes up like, hey, dude, what's up? I'm like, I will get to that shit later. Yeah, and I get that. And so <clears throat> that, but then when a text moves out of that screen, when you open up your phone and here's the last however many texts mm-hmm. and it moves out, that's out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. And I get so like I go to text somebody and I realize they texted me two weeks ago and I never got back to them. I'm like, oh shit, I'm sorry. Yeah, because you know, of that's happening. How many? I get that. Like you can get messages from Twitter, from Facebook, from Instagram, all this shit, all these other places. There's messages. There's ways of communicating, and I am incredibly unorganized with that as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so sometimes I think it's that, and sometimes I think it's you know. People get uh, spun out mm-hmm. over basic communication. Sometimes, sometimes it's a little too much for folks. So, yeah, I guess. But and I well, don't. I'm going to try and stick up for this uh, individual we are discussing. And I, but my thing is, I feel it seems so petty. It would seem petty if I even brought it up. But at the same time, it's like, what am I supposed to think? You know, like, hey, do you want me to just leave you the fuck alone, dude? You know, you call me when you need me, so that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's like, hey man, what the fuck? Especially, especially when. And now this guy's not guilty of this, but especially when people have their read receipts on. It's like, hey asshole, I yeah. I know you got this. Come on, give but me something. There, there, there is so many like people like they read it and they know they have to get back to it. I mean, you read all the memes about <clears throat> people with. ADD and everything where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, here's all the things I have to do today. Well, looking at that list just petrified me from even leaving my door. Some yeah. people have are, their wires are fucked up. Mm-hmm. And to that to that point, like I had a fucking breakdown here when I was trying to pack because I, just like, OK, just like we talked at the beginning of this, I can only do shit when it's last minute and I have other things to do because mm-hmm. that's when it's like. Oh, fuck it. Just hurry up and don't overthink it. You have a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. If I try to pack for a trip a couple days in advance, I'm a fucking nightmare. Really? Because I have time to overthink every mm-hmm. single decision. And I was freaking out. Like, Rachel got pissed because I'm like, I don't know what I need. I might need this. But what if I need this? If you told me to pack for a two-week trip and you gave me a half hour, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about it. If I'm missing something, I'll get it. It'll work mm-hmm. itself out. But you give me a week, and I'm looking at every item I've ever owned in my life <laughs> and wonder if I need it. for that too. Do I need 
this can of keyboard, compressed air keyboard duster? <laughs> what if I get in a situation where the little uh, phone thing, like the speaker things on my phone get clogged and I'm going to want compressed air, but then I would have to put that in a check bag because I can't bring that. I'm like, that's what happens to people sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I will say, yeah, some pe- sometimes people are just lazy and they fuck off. Mm-hmm. I know when I'm doing that too. But. Yeah, but then it, I guess it leads me to my next question: Is now, now I've got another friend. Here's another example. Uh, this friend will text me once or twice a month. Hey man, miss you. Let's hang out. I'm like, cool man. Mm-hmm. Um, no shit. I think I've kept tally of it. The last twelve lunch invites, he's 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 denied. Like I can't, or I, you know, this reason, this reason, this reason. And I get it, it, you know. It, but like, it, at what point do I like? Hey, man, if you want to hang out, you contact me because I'm I'm tired of fucking. Yeah. I, at this point, I feel like I'm bothering. Like, oh, let's try this again. Hey, man. And then the other thing too is I, I give. I always give options. I leave. Now, if I said, "Hey, Kyle, you want to go eat burritos at twelve thirty tomorrow?" You know, then that's mm-hmm. that's not leaving you a lot of wiggle room. But when I go, hey man, uh, how about Monday, Thursday, or Friday, we go do this thing? Like, nope, can't do it. But but it's that's like, the thing. If you leave somebody with wiggle room, they're mm-hmm. gonna wiggle. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But my point is, like, we're supposed to be buds. I I've asked you twelve times in a row to lunch. Twelve times in a row, you've you know for whatever reason. I'm sure they're all valid reasons. I get it. You know, people have got jobs, they got families, they got stuff going on. But it's like twelve times in a row, really. Okay, how about then you fucking stop texting me, saying that you miss me and want to hang out. <laughs> like I don't know. What, I don't know what to I've, do here, bud. As much as I, I understand your frustration because you I don't. I, I think I have the wiring more of the people you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, I think everybody's got, uh, this is, got, this is a pretty stupid metaphor. Mm-hmm. What, you know, whatever those things that are on the end of shoelaces that keep them all wound together. Mm-hmm. I think like social media and technology made everybody's of those things fall off. Huh. Interesting. Of their, of their capabilities. Interesting. Cause no, that's a, it that's used to be like, it's like I used to have like I, here's the people I call. Hey man, I'm calling you on a landline. I'm coming over, or we're meeting here. Mm-hmm. Once I leave my house and leave this landline, you can't get a hold of me. You have to meet me there. Yeah, there's yeah. always their obligations had to be held to. Otherwise, you were really fucking somebody over. Mm-hmm. And now, obligate like you have a thousand ways out of every obligation. Mm-hmm. That's true. And just like me trying to pack, like, oh, you've given me too many options? Even though I might want to get lunch with you tomorrow. Oh, I'll wake up. Oh, I, I got to get th- Now I got to hurry to get there. Now I got to do this. Oh, I could do this. Like, it's, I think it's, ca- I think it's created a level of, like, stress and anxiety that previously wasn't as pronounced in society. Mm-hmm. It beca- and then be- it also makes it easier for people to express things like, hey, man, I miss you. Oh, here's a friend I haven't seen in a while. Saying this in conversation would be awkward, but I want to let them know that I'm still friends with them. Mm-hmm. I shoot a little text off. Hey, man, think of you. Hope you're doing well. Mm-hmm. So it makes it easier to do something like that. Yeah. 
like to stay in touch in a tertiary way. Mm-hmm. But the actual plans, I hate fucking plans, dude. Mm-hmm. I hate them. I've been trying to be better. I, I try like Kansas City. I'm like, oh, they're doing this brunch show at like one o'clock. I'm like, no, man, this is hotel time. Yeah. This is where that. you lay in bed all day, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't drink Friday and I got a good night's sleep and I was laying I'm like, there's no excuse not to go, not even to do the show, just to go check out a scene and everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no excuse to not get off your ass and do something. And I did it. And then yesterday, like I, I like I had a travel day yesterday. I could have given myself every single excuse to stay home and do fuck all. Mm-hmm. But Josh Gondelman was at Helium and I'm like, you know what? This is why I like being by Helium is to see people do hours. Josh is a great dude. Mm-hmm. Get off your and and drive. Don't take a lift and get fucking loaded. Mm-hmm. You can be a grown up and drive your car and watch a show and have like you know not get drunk and come home at a reasonable hour. And I did that. So, but it it that took a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> it took a lot of effort for me. So as much I, I, I as much as I'm familiar with the person we're, we're addressing in this. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see them being on the uh, frazzled shoelace end of things. Yeah, and it's and I think that makes it more frustrating because I like the guy so much. Like he's such a fun dude. Yeah. He's got such a great personality. Love hanging out with him. But it's like, hey man, is there something going on? Is it me? Is it you? Is it nothing? Because you know, I don't want to sound like a whiny little goober. Like, hey man, but like at the same time, like. You're a grown man. You can't fucking respond. Just, just mm-hmm. tell me to tell me to piss off. Say, ah, now's yeah. not a good time or whatever. But like, just this. I'll get to you when I get to you. And now, let me say, I'm guilty of the exact same thing when it comes to like. I hate this term, but like fan interaction. I always, I always yeah. hate like open micers always talking about their fans. Like, who? Your mom? You don't have any fucking fans. But no, <laughs> I, I get. Lack of a better term, fan mail quite a bit, and I'm I'm yeah. really bad. I here's my excuse for that. I will read it and like when I'm just sitting around doing nothing. But like then I'm like, well, I'll get. I'll, I don't feel like respond. I don't have time to respond right now or whatever. But like, yeah, and I know there's a lot of people who've sent me stuff like, yes, yeah, speak of the devil, dumbass. Like I'm very guilty of that. But in terms of a personal relationship, like. Dude, mm. we've been friends for 15 years. What the fuck? And again, yeah. I, I, I'm not mad because you don't respond within the hour. But it's like, dude, it's been a fucking week. And I get everything you already said about, you know, it, out of sight, out of mind. But it's like, this is just par for the course for you. This isn't an isolated incident. This is something that happens all the time. And it also, it's not just me that you do it to. Because I talk to other mutual friends. like, oh, yeah, yeah, good luck getting a response out of that guy. And it's just like... All right, is this just just the nature of our relationship now? Just maybe I'll hear from you, maybe I won't. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but also then maybe with you having a little more wherewithal, <laughs> manage your expectations out of that friendship. Yeah, true, mm-hmm. true. But yeah, these are my problems. Yeah, but that no, I get it, man. It it, it does get frustrating, and it, mm-hmm. there is it's that mix of like. Is that do we know more about mental health and we realize who has issues here and there? Or now, with more knowledge of what mental health is, people are writing off their fucking shitty behavior, be like, no, I have this thing, you know? Yeah, that's the question and, I've had for and, years. And I think it's it's can be both. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, probably a little of both. Well, Dave, we got, te- you know, it's funny. Rachel's like, I put on Boogie Monster, and for a half hour, you guys just talked about fucking barbecue. I'm like, yeah, that's been the show for the past five years. Yeah, how's that new? <laughs> I know. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's what people are here for. We might <laughs> talk about uh, something eventually. Speaking of, we got 10 minutes left, nine minutes. You want to talk about ghosts? Well, well, I was going to hold on to that one. You had a I topic it, this week. I got a topic. I'm going to hold on to that for next week because I would like to dig into it. But here's something uh, somewhat right. boogie-related. Uh, today, right. today, as this comes out, uh, there's a total lunar eclipse today. Oh, yeah. And it's the last one for like three years. And this article, uh, I, I love total lunar eclipse. It makes me want to think of total eclipse of the heart. That's where I was going with it, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, as you're listening to this, it may have already happened, but uh, early hours of Tuesday. Um, and I, I, okay, I never really understand what the fuck they're talking about with an eclipse. So the sun, the moon passes in front of the sun. Is that how that works? <laughs> what am I looking for? <laughs> Moon's looking earth- this way, sun's looking that way, and this guy's like, I don't know what's going on. And that guy's got an M in his head. Uh, <laughs> darkness will slip across the face of the moon before it turns a deep blood red. Uh, let's see here. Right. Yeah, I, I, I remember we had something like this happen about eight years ago, and it was a big deal because I was driving Lyft, and I remember I pulled over to, to look at it, and it just all it really felt like was like overcast skies. But I, I don't think I've ever actually witnessed an eclipse. Have you? I don't. I've I've seen them for sure. But when did the moon get like I, this? Is similar. But when did the moon get like all yoked up? Like when did the mm-hmm. moon get <laughs> outfit changes? Blood moon, wolf moon, mm-hmm. super moon. Like when? Like it was like in the last three years. All of a sudden, the moon just got a ton of new looks. Uh huh. Yeah, like just came out like RuPaul's Drag Race, just <laughs> ch- just changing it up every week. Yeah, yeah. What like is the moon it when got it's... A, the moon got a new PR agent and just burst right back onto the scene. Is the blood moon or is is it blood moon like where the moon, moon is big? Like for example, I, uh, I always notice this at the beginning of Christmas Vacation. At the intro, this little intro sequence, <laughs> the, the moon is so big. Like they they have that final shot of like the neighborhood yeah. and the house, and then right over the house is just this gigantic moon. Is that the blood moon when it's super big? A, a blood moon is where you intentionally show somebody your ass while you have hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> With the confidence that you said that, I knew a joke was coming. I'm like, this yeah, is of not course a, it was, man. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was, dude. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, it's called totality when the moon enters the darkest part of Earth's shadow and shines a deep blood red hue. Okay, so that's the blood moon. Not that it's well, I don't know. Maybe it is still very, very big. But anyway, that's happening today. So get yeah, out there I, and I, look I, at the I, fucking yeah, I don't eclipse. Know what's, it's uh, it's gonna be gray all day. I don't know what's going on around here. Yeah, nothing to see shit. I'm not seeing anything in the sky. Yeah. Dude, uh, uh what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You going back? You got your Chicago shows, right? I got the Chicago shows the day before. The the Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. 
And then, uh, then uh, back here, family's coming out to oh. uh, Portland. So you're going to Chicago to do a show that week, but turning around and coming home, and then they're going to follow you back here. That's pretty Yeah, cool. I think, and they're like, this whole idea of like, like following the traditional days that say like, oh, Thanksgiving's on this Thursday. Great. So everything's going to be fucked mm-hmm. traveling on Wednesday. And so my folks are just flying out on Thursday, and we're just going to do a big dinner on Friday. Hmm. Like, it just makes more sense. Yeah, I like that. I might fly back. I might fly back with the, on Wednesday or come back with them on Thursday. I don't know. But then they'll come out here, and nobody's making a big thing. Apparently, according to Rachel, nobody likes turkey. I like turkey. I think she's wrong. I love turkey, and that's what I was uh, getting to. I'm going. I'm going to throw a curveball this year. I'm going to because we're just keeping it low key. It's just uh, Katie and I. We might yeah, invite huh? a couple neighbors over, but okay. uh, I'm going to do turkey gumbo. And I've already got All my right. game planned. Yeah, I've never made turkey gumbo. I make a really good. I do a good seafood gumbo. I do a really good uh, chicken and sausage gumbo. But here's my game plan. I'm going to so. Thanksgiving being on Thursday, I think on Tuesday I'm going to, uh, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to roast a, a medium-sized turkey like I normally do. I'm going to brine it for about 18 hours beforehand, rub it down with some mayo, do a little the mayo trick, you rub mayo all up on it, oh boy, hit it with some seasoning. Roast you rub that, mayo all over the turkey? Yeah, I rub mayo, I rub mayo uh, all on top of the turkey and in between the skin and the meat. Got to get down, get up in there. It gets real, gets a little pervy. Get up in there. That's uh, yeah. That's anyway, sexy. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a turkey like on Wednesday. No, I'm probably gonna make the turkey on Tuesday. I'll brine it on Monday. I'll roast the turkey on Tuesday. <laughs> then, uh, when I'm done roasting it, I'll uh, I'll I'll pull all the meat off. And then on Wednesday, I'm gonna take all the leftover parts, <laughs> the carcass and all the bones and all the good. And I'm gonna make my own turkey stock. Okay. Make a nice turkey stock with all the, with that carcass. You throw in some onions, some carrots, some, some herbs, and just uh, just boil the shit out of that for like ten hours. Reduce it down, strain it. Now I've got my turkey stock, and then uh, with that I will make a gumbo with my normal roux, equal parts uh, flour and fat. I'm gonna go with oil, and then. Uh, Incorporate, then use the turkey meat at the end. You don't want to overcook it, but uh, you know, towards the end of the gumbo cook, I'll throw in the turkey meat. But uh, I'll be using that turkey stock as kind of the base, and uh, still gonna throw throw in the okra. I'm going to throw in some andouille sausage, the Trinity, of course. But yeah, I think that's my game plan. I'm going to do that, some cornbread, and maybe my broccoli cheese casserole. Uh, what can, can I ask? What what couldn't you make a gumbo with? In, as far as like meat, yeah, that's a good question. I've never heard of any beef being involved in gumbo, but I guess I guess you could do that. But then it you know might kind of turn into something else. Traditionally, you know, the two main forms are seafood and then like a chicken and sausage, and the sausage is redundant and implied because sausage is in yeah. any gumbo it should be in any gumbo, even the seafood gumbo. But, um, man, I, okay, mm. where beef may not be too appetizing for me, uh, like a, a pork gumbo, like like a pork shoulder. 
It just seems like a stew, like anything's going to work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of the whole point of gumbo is just kind of, you know, the origins of it. We're just throw whatever you got in there. Speaking of get between the meat and the skin, I watched the Mm -hmm. autopsy of Jane Doe last night. Oh, um, I've been I've been wanting to see that. I see that. Kind of, uh, there's the is visual is what I got from when you said that. Like, ah, it is a don't watch it while you're eating. Don't watch it while you're doing whatever it is to your turkey. Is that the one on the thumbnail or the cover? It's like an old lady, like who looks no, no. That's the taking of Deborah Logan. Oh, okay, that's the one I keep seeing that looks pretty good. There's a lot of like, yeah, the action of uh, taken at a woman uh, mm-hmm. names, but this is the autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay. Brian Cox, Brian Cox from uh, mm-hmm. Succession and many from, other things. From He's everything. Made, plays yeah. the guy. Yeah. So it's a well-acted thing. Story's kind of all right, but definitely some uh, scary moments. Definitely oh. good scary moments. Okay. And all, like as somebody else was describing, uh, when something takes place in one location, mm-hmm. like that kind of makes it even scarier. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the reasoning is there. But like, oh, you're just, it, it's, it was a good time. What do you mean, like the whole movie? Keeping on scary movies. The whole movie was shot in one location. Yeah, like yeah, they're all. It's it's yeah, it's set in this funeral home. There's a lot uh, of that now. I think a lot of the COVID movies did that just for logistics. Like, all right, we'll just we got this one abandoned school or this one whatever, and the whole movie takes place there. Well, like I like that movie Host. Mm -hmm. But um. But anyway, so it's, I started to track that, but you said between the uh, skin and the meat. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a few scenes where I was like, ah, <laughs> rough. <laughs> okay. I might have to check that one out. We uh, we both griped on the bonus uh, earlier in the week of our displeasure of The Watcher. I don't know if any uh, listeners have seen that yet, but, uh, man. I, yeah, I was dumb as shit. I, I finished that out of spite, and, uh, boy, talk about wasting time. I wanted to like it, but man, that was uh, that was kind of a letdown. Yeah, we we all. I I wanted it too because go, I I would implore anybody to look up the original story. I think there's a few podcasts, even like maybe like an NPR esque one where it's not about being spooky. It's just here's a wild story that happened to a family, mm-hmm. and that's m- way more. Inter- they just try to do too much with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I got no other, uh, scary things to recommend. All right, buddy. I've got, uh, kind of a scary thing to recommend. Uh, not really scary, more funny than scary, but, uh, comic of the week. We haven't done that in a while. And, uh, <laughs> we have a scary comic of the week. Got, a uh, our good buddy, Ryan Singer. He's got a new special. Oh called yeah. The, He's it's called the out. supernatural. And uh, he shot yeah, it. What's, he filmed what's he it. Up in to now? Oh, he's he's all over the place. <laughs> that guy always what kooky stuff. Is he doing now? Ryan's got a motor that just doesn't stop. That guy. He's. I told you about when I lived with him for a year. Almost every night, he'd come down, knock on my door. What's up, buddy? Got a got an idea for a web web series. Like every <laughs> just always. Pick, right, I'm Mark Twain, but I'm not Mark Twain. All right, buddy. You just uh, yeah, sure. That sounds good. All right, well. None of us are Mark Twain. <laughs> but I love Ryan. Ryan's so funny. Uh, he shot it in a apparently a, a haunted school, a haunted elementary school somewhere in Ohio. And uh, it looks great. The material's hilarious. Uh, really well done. It's on YouTube right now. Just uh, just search Ryan Singer, The Supernatural. Uh, great piece of work from uh, old Ryan Singer. So, yeah. I, nice. I, uh, 
I implore you to uh, give that a, a look. You won't be disappointed. Really, Ryan's just one of those guys, like, he's so likable and just so naturally funny and positive that I could watch him read the phone book and, and be entertained. So um, really good special. Very proud of him. Uh, the Supernatural Ryan Singer. Check that out on YouTube and uh, share that with some friends. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, hell yeah, Ryan Singer. Yeah. Where uh, where you at this week, buddy? Oh, what are we We're closing the year out, man? Well, this this weekend, oh, I'm doing uh, all fantasy everything in Seattle Friday nice. night. Okay, doing a live one going up there, and then uh, I'm out next weekend. Helium, Indianapolis, seventeenth okay. through the nineteenth. Fort Wayne, Indiana, on the twentieth, and then Canaan's Giving in Chicago, twenty first and twenty second, I think. 20 seconds sold out. Okay. Same place. Was Mon- it Talia Hall? Mon- Talia Hall, yeah. Right on. Monday's open. I got uh, Tommy McNamara and uh, uh, a recent uh, Chicagoland area transplant. Uh, uh, old Mr. Bob can't go with coming by on Monday. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he lives out in the burbs. And he pops that? in and does shows, and he's always awesome. And uh, so he's coming down. And then twenty uh, second, I got Winslow Dumain, who like knocked it out of the park the first time he came through. Mm-hmm. Like was like everybody's like, who was that dude? So he's hilarious, and he's going to be back out on the twenty second. I have not rounded out the rest of the lineup yet, but you never know who's in town. Well, hell yeah, bro! The holidays, so sounds like a fun about, time. Yeah, what about you? You done for the year? Uh, no, I got one more run uh, starting in December. Let's see here. I'll be in Lafayette, Louisiana. I'll be in Bryan, Texas. I'll be in Little Rock, Arkansas, Fort Worth, Texas, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Trinidad, Colorado. That's all uh, early December. Those dates uh, and tickets to those, uh, dumbdavestone.com. So, yeah, do that run, and then I'm taking uh, the rest of the year off. Not yet for me, baby. I can't stop. <laughs> the, it's the comic who can't stop comicking. I can't stop comedying. Well, I gotta get back to trying getting kicked off of Twitter here. Oh yeah, I've been enjoying that, uh, Mr. Musk. I'm not cool enough to get kicked off for his yeah. bullshit. I just I it would it's like suicide by cop, but it's <laughs> social suicide <laughs> by uh by a uh, fucking hobo narcs standing up for a billionaire. <laughs> I can't even keep up with what's going on with him. I mean, I know he just took over Twitter, but I don't know why everybody hates him now. I haven't been paying attention. It's just it's it, he uh he's like comp comedy's legal again. Like made this whole thing because people were getting banned for shit they were saying. Like comedy's legal again, and so everybody just started changing their name to Elon Musk and tweeting things. And he's like, "If you don't say that it's a parody, you're going to be banned." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, so you're just a giant bitch? Yeah, you're just a you're just a big, huge, rich bitch that ha- <laughs> your feelings got hurt when you're like comedy's legal, and now he's banning people. So yeah, like yeah, which go- is it? Which one is it, dumbass? It can't be both." It's I I listen I've hated Twitter for years and I don't have the balls to quit but it really is just a a promotional tool and now mm-hmm. I'm just being a fucking idiot on there cuz I got it's like who gives a shit mm-hmm. I got 
most of these followers are probably bots that came along or when I had my whole pace salsa thing years ago. It's not real. <laughs> like who would act, who's actually reading this? Give a fuck, man. I, I'm still on all the other bullshit sites, so mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Well, right on, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just, I just woke up, just being kind of a dickhead, and then I just went and worked it out. But all right, man. All right, buddy. It's a fun one. Fun good, one, baby. Good times. You keep it between the ditches, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, you be uh, you be careful out there, keeping the streets of West Hollywood safe. I'll let you know if. Uh, if spider catches a fly. <laughs> Don't use the code words on the podcast. That's why they're the code words. <laughs> I'm gonna, got my web weaving right now. I'm going to catch this little fucker. We've lured the strawberry into the blender. Daiquiri Dave, it's a go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. Catch you next time. The Boogie Monster. Network.